Welcome to the CLS Experience. I'm your host, Craig Siegel. I'm a born and raised New Yorker who achieved success with multiple businesses, but I crave something deeper. So I dedicated myself to personal growth and transformation by revamping my mindset. I went from being unable to run a mile to conquering four marathons the following year. Now, I want to help others manufacture big breakthroughs of their own. I have those kind of instincts. You're ahead. I'm telling you, Craig, you're ahead. So <laughs> what you what you do in the next 10 years, you could blow all of us out of the water. Like not even joking. Like some people you don't see coming. And all of a sudden they're like, dude, what 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 just what just hit? Like even like in the NBA, there's some new players. I won't even like say who they are because for some of you that don't like sports, but they, they come in and people go, where did they come from? Dude, they were cooking up a good game in the kitchen. So Craig, you've been cooking up a good game. I, I'm, I'm gonna pay you deep respect for who you are, but also for where I see you going. Thank you so much, Tim. And that means not like something, it means everything coming from you. And I really appreciate it. And I'm humbled by it. Uh, and you have my word, I won't let you down. No, this, oh, that was nice of you. On today's episode of the CLS Experience, we have a very special treat. He's the iconic comeback coach to the stars. He's worked with celebrities such as Oprah, Robert Downey Jr., and Kanye West, just to name a few. He's a world-class speaker, life coach, ordained minister, and unbelievable humanitarian. He's a best-selling author whose most recent book, The Miracle Mindset, has become a worldwide movement. Quincy Jones calls him the voice of inspiration to this generation, and he's certainly not wrong. He's just an overall juggernaut in all facets of life and a phenomenal human being. Please welcome the brilliant, resilient, dynamic, legendary miracle man himself, the tenacious Tim Story. How you doing, Tim? And a friend of Craig. <laughs> Should have <added> that. <laughs> hey, that was cool. Like at the end, that was like almost like a Jay-Z rap. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. I'm doing good. It's a privilege to be on with you and let's help some people today. Yes, that's what it's all about. And the irony is, is you and I could have chatted for an hour before we hit record. Um, I was just receiving some of those special words and we're going to have so much fun today. I know you've done a lot of these, uh, but we're going to keep it fresh. We're going to get different. Uh, but to start off, before we dive around a little bit, we're going to get a little weird. You ready for me, Tim? I'm ready. What's your superpower? Intuition. I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Yeah. I can, I can even look at somebody's picture and pick up on who they are. I don't even have to meet them in person. Uh, many times a guy will tell me, like, this is who I'm dating. I go, let me see her closer. Yeah, intuition. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's key. Uh, and also in regards to that, like there have been times in my life, um, when I, as I was developing my strong intuition where I went against it, uh, and, and it always bite me in the butt. Um, but for the most part, I would say for the audience listening, we just did a million downloads, go with your intuition. It usually serves you right. Would you agree with that? Uh, no doubt about it, but I think that your, your heart has to be in the right place because otherwise your intuition is trying to give you information for you to get. 
But if your heart is not in the right place, so if you have like jealousy, pride, your ego is bent out of shape, then you're going to actually miss that magical flow of intuition. So you got to keep yourself clean. That's gripping. It makes oh, it's it- very powerful. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it comes the flow of life. So for, for Tim Story to keep his intuition just like at peak performance, I totally guard myself like all times. It's like for Steph Curry to keep that shot so pure, <laughs> you know, he's got to just stay in that in that zone, in that flow. In that so flow state, I was gonna say, yes. Stay in flow state, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta guard yourself, and I do. Yeah. And that might mean protecting yourself and your energy uh, from toxic people and stuff of that nature, right? All the time. Yeah. So I was talking to a friend of mine today that, you know, a lot of times people come in town and they want to meet with me, which is what a compliment. And a lot of times they want to pay me like an enormous amount of money to spend like a day with me. And most times I do not because I don't really know them. And so uh, it's never been about money for me. Um, it's it's about helping people. But also I got to I got to be very careful that if I'm in the midst of some amazing like projects that I believe that I'm supposed to do, I need to, I need to just watch my energy, watch my movements and, and watch who is inputting their energy into my life. Yeah. I'm so glad you touch upon this because I'll be honest. Like I used to take pride in saying like, I won't allow other people's energy to infiltrate my bubble of serenity. But the reality is, is we're all human beings toxic energy is piercing. Uh, and there's a reason why legends like you will say, um, you know, watch your sphere of influence, right? And make sure you protect your energy at all costs. Yeah, like if you even see Denzel Washington at a Laker game, like he's like the nicest guy in the world. Like, Craig, if I brought you to the back room and just me, you and Denzel were talking, he would be like so cool with you. But even at a Laker game, He's like guarding his energy. They take him to his seat. He leaves a little early on purpose. The guy is guarding his energy all the time. So when you see real masters at any craft, they're guarding their energy. And I've been able to be around the the best musicians, the best artists, the greatest chefs. They're guarding their energy. Yeah, that's awesome. And for the audience, run that back the masters in the world, one of the reasons that makes them so masterful and so good is because they guard and protect that energy at all costs. So I love that you touch upon that, Tim. Yeah. Nutrition Solutions offers the best healthy meal prep options for health, wellness, weight loss, and improved performance. The customer service and support at Nutrition Solutions is unbelievable and second to none. And when I travel for my marathons, the meals are waiting at my hotel. I don't even have to break a sweat. Even their protein donuts and breakfast items are made with fresh organic ingredients. I love Nutrition Solutions, reliability, quality, and all-around lifestyle that they represent, which is world-class. To get both physically and mentally fit, go to nutritionsolutions.com and use promo code CLS25. Thank me later, you dig.
I'm going to ask you one more fun one, and then we'll get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, yeah. With all the cool things that you have going on and that you have done, all the different chapters and seasons today, what makes you feel most alive? Okay, so I'm going to blow you away with this answer. (laughs) Good, good. No, what makes me most alive is to be alive. Like, I am fully present. I am fully present, fully feeling, fully alive right this moment. I'm, I'm in the now. I'm not like what's next or what's tomorrow or where I just came from. And I've been doing some dope stuff. <laughs> yes, but I, I'm in this right here talking to Craig. And I'm not even joking. But I will tell you, it took a long time to be here. But I've been here for like four years, like in this state of living in the in the in the now. No doubt about it. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's so key. And it's something I've really been working on is, is to just be super present. Like forget about anything else that's going on right now. What happened five minutes ago or what might happen five minutes from now, just to be a hundred percent like with you right now in this conversation and, and block out everything else. And, and it really does wonders for building rapport and, and being intimate with people. Well, no doubt about it. I think that this whole idea that somebody came up with this so many years ago, that we become human doings rather than human beings. And when we stop being, you miss moments. And I think that, you know, one of the greatest things that's happened to my life is that I got around legends early. Like I was in my 20s hanging out with some of the biggest Hollywood stars of all time like older, powerful human beings, male and female. And they would say the same thing always, like, you're you're a great listener. For a young guy, wow, you really listen. Like, you really pay attention. And so that's something that helped me keep getting invited back, the fact that I was in the moment even in my 20s. But now that I got older, I, I mean, I really have mastered this more. Yeah. And that's a gift. Uh, it's something I'm working on. And I think the audience to just work on it and, and just to improve a little bit will do wonders. So glad that you brought that up. You mentioned being alive uh, before. And one of the things that, I, that I've heard you say, and I thought was so riveting, and I'd love for you to elaborate for the audience is most people are not even alive in their own life. Right. Which is the opposite of how most children were when they started out, you know, uh, little kids, you, you, you rarely would see a teacher going into a, a classroom of third graders and going, pump up the volume, because little kids, as the day goes on, it goes like higher, 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 higher. Recess, even if you're driving by a school, notice the volume. But what happens is that life knocks the shout out of you. And it could be your parents' divorce. It could be something bad happened to you as a kid. Or maybe you got an illness. And then you start going through things in your teens. And life knocks the shout out of you. It's important to try to get your shout back. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's so true. And spoiler alert for the audience, like guys, girls, there is adversity and obstacles in challenges in life. Um, and the greats are not necessarily the ones who don't have those 
uh, but they're the ones who look at it from a different perspective and a good attitude and understand that life happens for us, not to us. And, and what can we learn? And it goes back to something else you said, like never waste a failure. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So the interesting thing about success is you see a lot of successful people that do real well and then they hide. Like you'll, you'll see like a, a really successful singer. And you're like, where is that dude? He, he got paid. That's where that dude is. He got paid and he's hiding somewhere. Or where is that actress? She got paid and now she's hiding. But guys like me and you will never hide because there's more to do. But when you get out there to do your more to do, man, you're going to get hit with more stuff. <laughs> so the bigger you get, it's like being in the red zone in, in football. So a lot of you watched the Super Bowl, which was recently. And the red zone is the last 10 yards before you score. You don't know what's going to go down because the defense is throwing stuff at you. So you don't get those last 10 yards. That's how it is when you do big stuff. So most people, like, they're okay doing 90 yards worth of good things, but they don't want those last 10 yards in the red zone to get into brilliance. That's why we have very few icons. Nugget. Come on. on. So they got like VH1 used to be do this thing like the icons. And I used to sit back and go, like, they ain't no icon. Like just because she had like four hits, that that is not an icon. We have very few real icons in the various areas of life, whether it be education, science, different areas of performance visionaries, man, an icon is someone who lasts, but they finish up strong. Wow. Yeah. And that's where we would drop the mic, but we're just getting started. And I want to continue the conversation. And honestly, the only negative that I got going on right now is we don't have 10 hours to chat because this is awesome. And it's so (laughs) true, Tim. People throw that word like legends and icons out a little bit too loosely, I think. Yeah, they threw that at a guy. I was at a conference, and I'm usually really laid back about my ability to speak. Ask Ed Milet, who he thinks is the best speaker. Ask Greg Cardone. Ask Oprah. Ask Steve Harvey. On and on. But I usually lay back on that because everybody has their own flavor of what they think is interesting. But one guy was claiming he was an icon before he got up and spoke before me. So I decided to just dust him when I got up next. <laughs> I think he went into a crying state after I was done. Dust him. That's awesome. <laughs> no, my point is, is that he was kept going on on how he's the greatest. He was telling me for a reason. And, and it's almost like the dream team, 1992, Barcelona Olympics. There's a documentary on this. Bird, Magic Johnson, okay, Michael Jordan. Jordan was not mouthing off to Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Just show what you got. So he he kept telling me that he was the best. So then 
my competitive side of me, which doesn't come out much, came out. And then I, I just said, okay, let, let me show you a hit record. And then dusted, bang. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good analogy that you used with Jordan when he was a little bit young in the game and he was coming up. Um, and he was super confident, but, but not uh, arrogant, right? Um, yeah, be confident, but you got to you gotta go like this. You got to like come in the room and just go like this. Like when I, see, when I see Les Brown, so like I've talked to Les Brown probably seven times in the last 14 days. We're real friends. When I see John Maxwell, when I look at a Tony Robbins who's done circles around most of us like seven times in success. Not, I'm not much saying of, you know, his ability to do this or that, but in success. Whenever I see any of those guys, I'm just like, look. And then, and then let me do my role. But for what those guys have done for the, the role that you're in right now, and the role that I'm in, like, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. And those guys have paved the way and nothing but gratitude. Um, and humility is, is something that I've learned, uh, but I, I'm a big believer in it. So I definitely appreciate you saying that. Couldn't agree more. What was that? That's right. I can hear your thoughts. Have no fear. I'm going to tell you exactly where you can get weekly access to the CLS experience live in action. Dropping gems, nuggets, trainings, special celebrity and business mogul guest speakers, and maximum energy. We just launched the CLS membership. We have weekly Zooms with like-minded, growth-oriented juggernauts. Networking and absorbing all the wisdom via weekly Zooms. Head to CultivateLastingSymphony.com and then bang, enter your new network today. Let's grow together, you dig? Before we dive into um, some of the comeback stuff, because you're the king of that, and I think it's so relatable to everybody, I wanted to ask you, because a a lot of people know that they're meant for more, um, but they have trouble identifying or gaining clarity on what that was. You were able to identify that your calling is to help people find their calling. How did you identify that, Tim? I honestly think that we, we make too much of things. And so when I mention some entertainers, it's because they allow me them, uh, allow me to do that. And also it's part of what I do. I work with entertainers. So I was sitting in Oprah Winfrey's backyard. So all you viewers know what it's like when you're back there sitting, talking to her. So I'm sitting there talking with Oprah Winfrey. And she says, I love this thing, Tim, that you talk about where you say that you do not believe in chasing anything, but you believe in simply cooperating with what heaven has already said. So, Craig, one thing you will find about me that you probably have seen already, that I'm like a chill dude. Like one of my friends says, it's like he's got like cool music playing in his head at all times. (laughs) Like a fire could be like, started right there and I'll just like go like this. And then another one can start there. I'll just kind of like, look, I don't get dramatic in any drama promise. Since I was a kid, I just like pay attention. 
But part of that is because I'm not chasing anything. If you chase things, you're going to end up getting things that were not meant for you. It's very powerful. So there's actually a scripture in the Bible that says, for God knows. The word know is a Hebrew word that means he knows that he knows that he knows that he knows that he knows. For God knows your end from your beginning, and he knows what is supposed to unfold. What? Come on. What is supposed to unfold? I don't want what's not supposed to unfold for me. I want what is supposed to unfold. You see how powerful this is? Yes. So when I was Tim Story in seminary, working on my doctrine in world religion, which I ended up getting, God already knew I'd be life coach to the stars. That I'd speak to 85,000 people, and I was only 29 years of age. It was the first time I spoke to that many people. 85,000. Wow. He saw it. He saw me flowing with Robert Downey. He saw me flowing with Diddy. He saw me flowing with Kanye West. God knows. He knows that he knows that he knows. So why don't I pay attention to the one who knows and get out of my own business and just cooperate with the one who knows? That's what I do. That's very powerful stuff, Tim. And I appreciate it. I live. Yeah. And I love that you pull back the curtain and it's the way you articulate it is really special. Um, the, the way that you tell the story, but it makes so much sense, uh, especially for everyone out there that believes that, you know, there's something bigger than us. And, and speaking of which, it's very obvious um, that, that your faith means so much to you. Uh, and it does to me too. And I'm really working on it. Um, I'm just curious, was it always like that from you from an early age or did you develop it? No, it was like that because like, we needed we needed a way out. So we had seven people in a two-bedroom apartment in Compton. We were lower income. And so, you know, a lot of people with my skin color, we were looking for a way out. And a lot of people got into religion. So it first started off as religion. So that was in religion. I was in church as a four-year-old and I had to go to Sunday school. At five and six, and telling about, about Noah and this guy David fought a giant, and all this stuff was kind of fascinating. But I remember I thought to myself as a teen, like at 13, 14, 15, I thought, ooh, this is good. At 18, I don't have to come to church all the time because my mother used to make us go every Sunday. So I thought at 18, it could be like, peace out. I love God, but this is a lot of religion. Make sense? Yes. But what happens to me when I'm 17 years of age, I get like a a spiritual download where I feel like God came and tagged me. And it came through reading a book about the life of Mother Teresa. So here was this nun who was a school teacher, and she heard the cries of the orphans. And she said, I got to stop these orphans from crying. And she started helping the orphans. And when I read this book about her life, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to stop the cries of people's pain. I got called, man, at 17. Changed my life. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so deep. Uh, I got called a little bit later in life. Uh, I'm just thankful that I did. Uh, yeah. 
And what's interesting is like, I had the best last two years of my life since, since I've been cold and since I stepped into this stuff. Uh, and, and I had no regrets that it didn't start sooner because I, I don't believe it could have worked sooner. I need to go through everything that I did. Um, just like you said that he knows, like he knows. Um, and, and all that matters now is what we do with it right now. Uh, and 100%. This yeah, this is so powerful, Tim. No, but I like what you're saying is because I think that a lot of people, as you said earlier, feel like they've wasted a hurt. Or they wasted part of their life because of a divorce or they wasted part of their life because they were incarcerated for something or, you know, some type of addiction that they faced. And, you know, you know, it would have probably been easier on you if that did not happen. But I find that when the light comes on and it truly comes on and you really wake up and then you take inventory of your life, now you're like, like, dude, I'm 41 years of age. I'm 43 or I'm 52 or I'm 68 or I'm 71. I only have this much time left. Like, let's really get focused. So I find that with a lot of people that I coach is that even though they it looks like they lost like 20 years, 30 years, when the light comes on, man, they make the most of the time that they have left. And that's the key, right? Like, and even to be honest, it just came to my mind because it's very well documented. And we discussed that you worked with Iron Man, uh, yeah. Robert Sonny Jr. And he was kind of missing in action for a little while. But when he got back, I mean, boy, has that guy lived uh, um, since that. Yeah. And, he, and, you know, you've seen him quote me in his interviews of Tim Story told me the greater the setback, the greater the comeback. But with Robert, number one, Robert's one of the most talented guys in the world. No doubt. And Robert's like a real brother to me. Like he's really like my brother. And he's the one that brought me into prison reform with him. And I'm still part of that board. Nice. ARC, helping people that are incarcerated currently and those that got out. But um, no, Robert got that revelation. But we never saw Iron Man coming. And so that's why all you that are watching right now, you know, sometimes like the comeback looks so far away and you never see Iron Man coming. But that's why you just got to cooperate with the unfolding of your life. I'm just going to take a second and digest that because that was relatable to me. Like when I started my CLS brand, I, I never saw that coming. I, I was just ready to reinvent myself. Uh, and contribute to the world and, and make some sort of impact. And then this kind of took a life on its own. And when, when you were working with, with Robert, Iron Man, I mean, didn't see that coming. It, it's so powerful the way you said that. Um, but but let can, it- I, can, I, can I say this to you? So like with your life, you see how I'm respecting you and seeing you as a peer, even though I've been doing this longer. Yes. Because I have a gift to spot talent. So Quincy Jones told me that the instincts you have, Tim, you can't teach them. You, you have instincts to say, that's a hit. Maybe that's not, but we can make it a hit. But that's a hit. I have those kind of instincts. You're a hit. I'm telling you, great, you're a hit. So... <laughs> 
what you what you do in the next 10 years, you could blow all of us out of the water. Like not even joking. Like some people you don't see coming. And all of a sudden they're like, dude, what 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 just what just hit? Like even like in the NBA, there's some new players. I won't even like say who they are because for some of you that don't like sports, but they, they come in and people go, where did they come from? Dude, they were cooking up a good game in the kitchen. So, Craig, you've been cooking up a good game. I, I'm, I'm going to pay you deep respect for who you are, but also for where I see you going. Thank you so much, Tim. And that means not like something. It means everything coming from you. And I really appreciate it. And I'm humbled by it. Uh, and you have my word. I won't let you down. No. This, oh, that was nice of you. But let me give you an example. So I was in the studio when Kanye West did Stronger. So um, there's a new documentary you guys got to watch on Kanye West that's on Netflix. And hopefully I'll be in it because they did shoot a lot of footage of me. So let's see, because they just put out the first episode. But um, I was in the studio when all he had was a beat. Da-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And I promise you, it was me and him in the studio and two engineers. That's it. And he goes like this. I said, what are you going to do with that? He goes, whatever doesn't kill me, whatever doesn't kill me, makes me stronger. I go, that's dope. And then I told him where that was from. And then he goes, yeah, somebody showed it to me. Like it's a quote by this guy. So four years later, I'm in Paris, France. And I'm in a really nice hotel. And I'm hearing the background music. And it's the song Stronger. And I thought, okay, this is crazy about life. One minute, we're in a studio. And I was there probably 65% of the time that he worked on that song. Because it took like a long time. Like Pharrell would come in. And Def Punk came in. I got to sit there and watch Def Punk work on the song. Four years later, the thing's manifested. It's all over the world as one of the top songs in the last 20 years. But I'm hearing it in Paris. But he was cooking it up in a Hollywood studio. So what you're cooking up, that's my point. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just love you, buddy. I, I could speak to you all day. <laughs> Watch what you're cooking up, yo. Like, I might be like in some other country someday, and they're like, your boy just filled up a stadium. And I'll be like, I said it was going to happen. <laughs> I won't let you down. This is awesome. <laughs> Switching gears for a second. In regards to setbacks, um, yeah. Is there a common denominator in, in people that experience a ton of setbacks? Yes. I think that we all go through setbacks. Um, sometimes it's bad choices that we make. And the choice creates the challenge. And that's, that's the ones who get more setbacks. And it's easy to fix the blame and not fix the problem. Like, you know, I keep drawing bad men. Okay, well, let's think this through. Um, or 
this keeps happening to me. Okay, let's think this through. So sometimes it's it's bad choices, but sometimes um, setbacks come because what I call the miscellaneous department. You don't even know why they just came. They just they just they just showed up. So a setback to me is what I call a life interruption. A life interruption is um, your parents saying when you're a kid, we're getting a divorce. You're like, whoa, I never even saw problems. And you just said, now dad's going to live somewhere else. That's weird. Okay. Uh, A setback to a kid is you have this illness. A setback to a kid is you have a learning disorder. Okay. A setback to a teenager could be you got pregnant at 15 or 16 or got somebody pregnant that young. So that's like a setback. And so the challenge then becomes the setback is now there. What do you do now? Most people do not have the skills, the tools, and the attitude on how to get back up. And just to be clear, to add context that, it's when you're going for that comeback, it's not a go back. Man, you just quoting Tim's story all day long. <laughs> that, that's, that's like one of my classics. No, I told so, you pretty magic today. This is great. But I like to rock that on a stage. Like I, I just did a conference myself, John Maxwell, some other people this week. I was with John two weeks ago. Great guy. I mean, come on, look what this guy's doing. So I rocked that on that stage. I had to throw that line out that uh, a, a comeback is not a, it's not a go back because that's what people think. Oh, if I could go back and fix all that, then I'll be better. No, a comeback is not a go back. So what happens is that when you have a setback, you got to number one, become awake. Number two, you got to take inventory. Like, where am I now? How's my mindset? How's my spirit? How's my body? How's my relationships? Right? So you become awake. You got to take inventory. But here's the key. And this is why people are coming to you, Craig. You got to partner with the right people. So I get, a, I think probably like 9,000 people have tried to do my job probably 9,000 that they come to Beverly Hills and they want to be the life coach and stars. I think it's 9,000 or 9,001 right now. (laughs) And a friend of mine who's a famous, famous person that I will not say said to me two days ago, have you noticed that it's now working for these guys? Because it's like they're trying to chase the big five at a, at a safari where they're trying to be the life coach to these powerful people. Usually the motives are jacked up. Okay. It's very powerful. So people say, well, why do these people that end up on TMZ all run to you? Because they're partnering with power. They're looking for somebody who's been through it. They're looking for somebody that has empathy. They're looking for someone with the right mindset and the right motives. And they're saying, let's rock and roll. Do you know most of these mega, mega stars that I coach, I will not take their money. And the reason for that is because everybody's trying to take their money. And I I want them to know from the get-go, from the jump, this ain't for me. 
It's your manager who called me. I'm here talking to you. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's that's some really powerful and deep stuff. And I'm just curious because sometimes when people don't have a financial investment, they, they don't aren't as interested as they might. Have you ever experienced that? Or because this is all personal stuff, they're just super invested. I think that let's get back into this idea of motives. Like yes. in the area of coaching, I think that there are too many active coaches. Agreed. So like in baseball, you can only put nine people on the field at one time. Okay. The other people need to be on the bench. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. You don't put all nine out. And then another nine. And there's too many, there's too many coaches. I was in New York just five days ago. Next time you have to tell me. So I can give you a big bear hug. I would I would love that. So I was, I was there working with a second biggest AI company in the world who's just rocking and rolling called Live Person. And so I was talking to the Uber driver. I said, yo, how come I could do, do the Uber thing and it's only like two minutes? Like I was at the Bape store because I like bathing ape. <laughs> so I was at the Bape store and I, and I like pushed the Ubers like two minutes away. I was somewhere else, Soho House, two minutes away. I said, why, yo, why is there so many like Ubers? He says, there's too many. There's now, now there's, there, there's, we're all, well, we're all on top of each other. Same thing with coaching. I think a lot of the coaches are not ready yet. They should stay in school a little longer and maybe mentor some people for free, like at the YMCA, YWCA. Are you with me? Yes. In other situations, because that will purify your motives on why you're getting out here and charging people. Yes, that, that's deep. And I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and you got to do it for the right reasons. Yeah, this is great. You mentioned before being aware of the setback. Uh, and I think that's huge. And another thing I've heard you talk about is acceptance, right? And acknowledgement. You don't have to like it, but you have to accept it. Yes. I was speaking for Grant Cardone and I'm the only one that's done besides his wife and him. Elena. Elena. That many 10X talks that I've given. I've done all 10Xs but one. And man, I was having this problem that I never had in my life with my gut. G-U-T. Gut health. So for a couple months, I was getting like lack of focus, brain fog. And then later by going to the doctor, seeing nutritionists, and then now I'm friends with people like Ben Greenfield, who really know a lot about this kind of stuff. So at that time, though, man, I didn't know what was happening to me. And I was about to speak. And that conference uh, 13,800 people, I think, registered. And I'm telling you, I was just, I was just not myself. But what I needed to do is I needed to realize, Tim, you're not, you're not on, you're not, you're not fully yourself. And I leaned on the guys that were around me. I only told two guys, 
I get, I said, I'm off. So I said, I'm going to start slower than I usually do. And I'm going to try to find my, my flow. And as soon as I got on that stage and I started to find my flow, it's really good. Great. It, it took, it took me about four minutes to, to come back into Tim's story mode. But when it came, it came, but that's a good life lesson. Sometimes you're a little off, but that's okay. Like, if somebody says, like, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm feeling a little bit off, but I'm good. People are afraid to say that. But sometimes it's just life. You got a little something hanging out. Something's not working correctly. But, you know, be honest about it. Partner with power and find your way. It's awesome. And it's authentic. It's the truth, right? Yes. How you doing today? I'm a solid eight out of 10. Uh, I'm working to get to a 10. I love that. Like I get this a lot, like mostly from younger guys. They'll see me at a conference and they're like, like, dude, dude, how you feeling? Oh my God. Evan Tim story. You're going you're gonna to blow up the stage and you're going to blow up the stage. And I go, I hope. <laughs> and one guy goes, that's not optimistic. I go, I think I'm going to. But, but, you know, I don't think it's, you got to have always hype in your mind. You just got to like be realistic. Like um, you might wake up and go like, oh, doggone it. My hip hurts. But that's just part of life. Right. <laughs> you, just, you just, you can't. You play injured. <laughs> play injured. Ooh. Oh, I play injured, man. Yeah. You know, I've only missed one speaking engagement in all these years uh, because I was so ill that I could not go speak at this conference in San Diego. I've only I've only had to cancel or postpone that one time in the history of what I've done. And it's because I damn play injured. I, I, I have been in funky places and showed up. I have been going through a divorce and still showed up. I had my brother die and I still showed up at a conference of 8,000 people in Tulsa and never even said, oh, my brother just died. I just showed up and did what I do because I play injured. Yup, that is absolutely accurate. Dynamic billionaire Mark Cuban has dropped his brand new passion project three commas coffee for the motivated and driven entrepreneur their coffee is direct trade organic colombian coffee which is made from only the finest coffee beans and comes in both whole bean and ground of decaf both absolutely delightful and off the charts each bag of coffee has a motivational message from mark cuban himself three commas coffee is also available by the pound and single serve with foil bags for everyone from hospitality to corporate accounts. Sounds unbelievable, right? Get this. Solely for the CLS community, they're doing free shipping. Go to 3 and use the code MARCHMADNESS at checkout. Thank me later, you dig? I'm so proud of you, but I'm not surprised. And that's why you're an icon. And that word gets thrown around too often. And there's really not so many. Um, playing injured and that may or may not be the the episode name because that's awesome thank you yes and the truth of the matter is that we could do a whole background and all that but two things 
your story is very well documented and we'll always get you back for a sequel. I think what's most valuable right now to the audience is just this great conversation and some of these nuggets. And so I want to continue that. One of the things I heard you say, which really resonated with me is today's decisions are tomorrow's realities. Dude, keep bringing out the hits. (laughs) Keep bringing out the hits. Come on. Uh, keep bringing out the hits and I love I love all these people who who say my line my lines as though they're theirs but that's okay but today's decisions are tomorrow's reality so that came out through life coaching Charlie Sheen so Charlie Sheen was telling me like because that's my boy man Charlie Charlie and I are friends and people say like Tim with his background and Stuff he's done. He's still my friend, man. I've known Charlie over 25 years. And I told him one time, I said, Charlie, now, as far as these errors in your life, you got to understand that today's decisions are tomorrow's realities. Like if we make the right decisions today, that's like the potential realities of tomorrow. And I was there before he did Two and a Half Men. I was there when he was deciding if he was going to do Two and a Half Men, which ended up bringing him in a million dollars an episode. That reminds me of Iron Man from Robert Downey. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's cool because, you know, I had a Hollywood Bible study for 30 years, and both Downey and Charlie Sheen were in it. Oh, that, that were part of the Bible study forever. And so was Kanye and everybody else. People would say, who would, who, who, who would come? No, who did not come? It was, it's the opposite. I, I've seen almost everybody roll through there. And uh, the reason we don't do it right now is we have a pandemic. And then what happened, it got too hot where everybody was like giving people scripts and all that. So I had to start meeting in people's homes, which I still do. But um, no, today's decisions are tomorrow's reality. So no matter what challenge you face today, with Craig's help and my help, you can make the right choices today. It'll change your realities of tomorrow. Whether you're having problems with your body physically, if you're not eating right, if you're not exercising, if you're struggling with addiction, no matter what you are struggling with, Today's decisions are tomorrow's realities. It's simple. like cause and effect. Yes. Everything has a price. Yeah. This is straight up gold. I'm going to continue with the hits, if you don't mind, because they're amazing. Um, And I want to make sure the audience knows that might not be familiar how great you are. And also, these are the conversation pieces that are really going to digest with people and they'll be able to apply one of the things that you said that really stuck out to me is your dream has a voice. Oh man, you, you've done your homework. Yes, I have. That That's, I've seen Jay-Z a lot in concert and I get blown away sometimes how that brother just has hit after hit after hit. <laughs> your dream has a voice. And some of you have turned the volume down on the voice of your dream. You can be in the shower. Your dream's talking to you. You could be at somebody's funeral and everything's quiet. You're like, oh man, they died. 
Your dream's talking to you, has a voice. You could be in COVID, quarantine. Your dream's talking to you, has a voice. You could have just got divorced. Your dream has a voice. And so you have to increase the volume of the voice of your dream. How do I do that? You got to play everything else down. Bring everything else down. Bring the noise down and let your dream speak to you. That's why most amazing thoughts, okay, come to you either late at night if you're at a place of peace or early in the morning when you haven't put all the other stuff in you and your dream just starts talking to you. Your dream has a voice. And you got to listen to it. And also, even like the things that you just said, whether it be late at night or in the morning, now the audience can kind of look out for that. Can I tell you those, something that's cool? Please. So in the church world, some of you guys know me from this, that I was speaking in the biggest conferences in the world uh, as a person that was part of the church and is, I'm still part of the church, but I was speaking, I was getting over 2000 invitations a year. I've spoken at every mega church I've ever wanted to. If I have not spoken at your mega churches, cause I wasn't really wanting to. And I say all that for a reason, but I was at this big conference with famous religious speakers. It was a big one. It was 8,000 people. And the, the pastor got up and he said, you know, buckle your seatbelts. Tim's story's coming up. I was only 34 years of age. And I was like, I was way up here. I was like Travis Scott, highest in the, highest in the room, okay? <laughs> and something in me heard like a voice. This will not always be your life. You're not going to stay just in the lane of religion but you're going to go make impact in other areas where other people will not go. You're going to have keys to open other doors. Man, Craig, doors started opening for me in, in Hollywood, all these various countries with governments. I mean, to think that I'm now in the AI world, tech world, and had I just said, no, 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 I'm, I'm afraid. And I'm also going to, uh, I'm afraid of what other people are going to say, because I'm just known as this religious speaker. I was willing to hear that my dream had a voice and respond to it. And it changed my life and it changed millions of other people's lives that I just did not stay in one arena. Thank goodness that you listened to the voice of your dream because the impact and the ripple effect that you're making um, will be here for generations to come. Uh, and I think that's so valuable for everybody listening. That was one arena. And, and although you might've been a little skeptical to branch out, you did it and you listened to the dream. And now look, you're making a much bigger impact um, yes. than if you just stayed in that one lane. Yeah, and I still continue to flow in the, the spiritual arena. But that's, that's what Will Smith is doing. Watch Will Smith. He's breaking out as us. Will Smith has become a life coach. I didn't know that. Look at him. 
I mean, imagine when he makes per film. I literally talked to his manager four days ago. Okay. So imagine what he makes for a film. Why is he writing these books? Okay. Doing these motivational videos. He's going to keep making movies. He's going to keep doing plays. He's going to keep doing what he does. But he also is doing what Craig is doing. Because he, he likes that feeling of making impact. Yeah. It's probably part of his calling now. That doesn't surprise me because when I was a bit younger and I was coming up and I was on Wall Street, I used to watch inspirational videos all the time. And a bunch of them were from Will Smith. So now that you, you mentioned that he's doing it, actually makes perfect sense. Yeah. And he's great at it. He is. Yeah. Again, I wish we could speak for 20 hours, but the best part about this conversation is it's just the beginning of the friendship. We'll land the plane with this and Tim is going to pour into the audience with this. We are a mighty person in the making, a masterpiece in progress, a miracle in motion. Oprah Winfrey's favorite of Tim stories. We are a miracle in motion. When I was in Compton, California, and we were Poe, and my mother worked at Winchell's Donut Shop, and my dad worked at Bethlehem Steel. I was a miracle in motion. When I couldn't afford Little League cleats as an eight-year-old, so I had to wear tennis shoes, and everybody else had cleats, I was a miracle in motion. When I was in seminary, I used to get so bored that I had to check my pulse to see if I was still alive. <laughs> I was a miracle in motion. When I got these gigantic breaks and Oprah Winfrey said, what door do you want me to open? I feel like I'm supposed to open up doors for you. And she opened up the universe for me. I was a miracle in motion. When I suffered setbacks and pain, sometimes from my own choices, I was the miracle in motion. We are a miracle in motion. A miracle is something supernatural, extraordinary, not normal, not regular. That's what you guys are. You are a miracle in motion. Bang. That's where we dropped the mic. Love you so much. Uh, so much. Love, love you too. So we just hit a million downloads. What's the best way for the audience to support you, Tim? Um, just give me love. Pray for me. Be nice to me. Um, best way to follow us is we do some cool stuff. TimStory.com. I know you guys will put that there. Follow us on social media. A lot of, lot of fun things going on uh, that I won't even mention today. But it's, it's, it's a privilege to be called. And the reason you see me give glory to God all the time is because I'm a God-made man. I remember when Lee Iacocca said, I asked every man I admire, and he was like the Richard Branson of his day. He said, I asked every man I admire, what's the secret of greatness? And I said, I'm a God-made man. And he literally got emotional. He said, I'd never heard anybody say that in their life. I am a, a God-made man with God-made doors that opened for me, but it took me to cooperate to step into what was already planned. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that you talked about today on this episode, the way you articulated it has really left an impression on me in cooperating. 
uh, and stuff of that nature. So thank you. How can I personally support you, Tim? I think we're just going to be friends. I think we'll collaborate. Think about ways that we could collaborate. So even from your side and then uh, from my side, and we'll, we'll dialogue. Can I say something about my new book that's doing so well? Please. Okay, I, I have it here. Can I let them Absolutely. See it? Absolutely. So it, I didn't put it here to show it, but now that it's here. Please. Bam. I could be handsome. <laughs> Look at that handsome fox. Come on. Come on. That's why I need at least one bodyguard when I go places. <laughs> so the Miracle Mentality, I'm so proud of it. Everybody endorsed it. You got some of the biggest stars in the world. You got also from Lewis Howes, Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, Dylan McDermott, the great actor, uh, Verdine White from Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, on and move. Look, I'm not going to name them, drop all these people. But look at this book, The Miracle Mentality. It teaches you how to live a miracle lifestyle in every area of your life. And I also did it where I read the book. So that's a version a lot of people like. So you can get it on Amazon like right now. And a great idea just came to fruition. So, so I started a CLS book club a little while back. Uh, and maybe that'll be the next book. And if it is, we got to get you in there for a little Zoom call. And everybody will be really excited about that. I'm saying, I'm saying yes, without even checking my calendar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Miracle Mentality is a movement. Somebody said, are you going to do, because the company that did my book is already talking about the next one. I'm not doing the next one yet. This, this is a movement, man. We're in a pandemic. We need a miracle mentality because the pandemic has tried to minimize people and we're going to maximize the way they think. Done. I love it. For the audience listening, if you absolutely love the episode, all we ask is that you share it, uh, support it, tag Tim and I, and we'll obviously restore it and so forth. Tim, I want you to know you're the definition of resilience, great heart and drive. Your mindset is absolutely bulletproof and your faith is on a whole other level. It's no secret why you're the legendary comeback coach to the stars. You've impacted billions of lives worldwide and continue to make this world a better place. You're a legend, role model, beacon of hope for anyone coming up today with big goals and aspirations. I could personally guarantee your best is yet to come. Keep on spreading your wings and making your mark on the world. So much love and respect for you. Thank you so much for stopping by and dropping these priceless nuggets today, Tim. Uh, thank you. And that was powerful what you just said to me. You just like built my spirit up. Thank you very much. Good, good. Well, you've been doing it to me all episodes. I wanted to return the favor. Too much fun. Yeah, but, and we're done, right? Yes. Cut. yes. But but hear me when I say this. You got a rare gift. You got a swag that's coming out of you that I'm watching. And um, it's one thing that's made Gary V, Gary V. So he's got his East Coast swag with his brilliance. It's like a Dan Fleischman, like, how did Dan make it? I mean, the guy's walking around wearing T-shirts and he's worth millions of dollars in, in old jeans. But he's got some kind of thing. Tom Bilyeu, another probably friend of yours, but great friend of mine. He's got some kind of swag, some kind of depth. You have that too. But what you got to do is you got you to go deeper, 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 deeper. Go into that thing and just cultivate the heck out of it. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Work work on your game over and over. Like if it was basketball, 
work on your, your step-back shot if you're LeBron. Notice how he got that from Kobe, and now he's doing that all day long. Bam. So just work work on that thing that makes you so different. And not to put down that one speaker that kept telling me how great he was before, before uh, he spoke before me, but what happened is that I knew there was a weakness in the way he spoke because I'd seen him speak before. And he used too much emotion and he stayed emotional the whole time. And I said, this guy, he doesn't know how to bob and weave. The best speakers bob and weave. They come back. They slow down. They take a pause. Notice that even the podcast, I was rhythmic. I would say things and then I would pause like for a long time. I would just, I let it settle in. This guy didn't bob and weave. And I thought, even though they think he's that good, it's because they haven't seen somebody that can bob and weave and just go bam, 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 then hit you with a hit, and then bam, 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 hit you with a hit. So I took it to another level so he could see. But the reason I was able to do it is because I worked so hard to cultivate this gift and to master it. Make sense? Makes perfect sense. So you're obviously on the right track doing that, but it's well worth it. It is well worth it. Yeah. And and I can assure you, I don't take one second for granted. I'm beating on my craft and working on every single day. Yes. All right. I'm going to go do something, but what a privilege. When are you going to launch this? Like how, how long from now? I, I would say probably three weeks tops. Okay. So just reach out to my guy, Joseph, who's a cool guy. Yeah. And just tell us how to promote it. We'll promote it. Okay. Okay. And let's connect on on Instagram. I'd love to exchange numbers and build a friendship. Let's do it for sure. Okay. Love you, Tim. Thank you. Love you too, Craig. For real. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS, the YouTube channel Craig Siegel, and our website, CultivateLastingSymphony.com, where you could sign up for our email blast with all free trainings on all of our content. The best is yet to come.